Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello, my friends. Welcome to a new episode of the School of Sellers podcast. Today, we are talking all about outside-the-box business ideas for your TPT business in 2023. And you might be asking yourself, what exactly do you mean by an outside-the-box business idea? An outside-the-box business idea is simply doing something in your business that you haven't done before or is something that typically is not something you would do in your business. One of my very favorite quotes of all time that applies to life and business again, very simple, is nothing changes if nothing changes. And it's so true. And the reason why we're focusing on outside the box tactics this year, this has been a topic inside our jumpstart planning workshop that we are in the middle of right now. And the reason we are talking about outside the box business ideas, these are always a good idea, but they are especially a focus this year because of a couple things. Of course, the most obvious one being the unpredictable nature of TPT. Of course, TPT is always unpredictable. We don't own the site itself. We are very much selling and cultivating audiences on someone else's platform. So that's always unpredictable. But this year, it has been a little more unpredictable than in years past because of things like algorithm changes. Of course, there are always algorithm changes, but this one This year felt pretty obvious and, of course, resulted in a lot of ripples being made across the TPT community. So we are always kind of cognizant of the fact that we don't control TPT. So that's why it's exceptionally important to think of things outside the box and do things outside of what you would normally be comfortable with. In addition to changes in the TPT world, there are just changes in the world in general. We have been experiencing a lot of economic downturns with inflation. There's been a lot of teacher shortage and just a lot of other not great things happening in our world. And all of these things can affect buyer behavior. And when buyer behavior starts to be impacted and our sales start to be impacted, we feel panicked. It's very human to feel that way. It's very normal. And you aren't alone if you're feeling a little worried about the future of your business because of everything that I just talked about. But I want to emphasize that we're not just talking about this when things are bad. This is a good thing to think about in every single year of your business. And the main focus of our outside the box business ideas this year are going to focus on diversifying your income. So in layman's terms, don't put it all in one basket, right? We're not going to rely any longer on one thing to bring us income when we could be spreading ourselves out to multiple places Um, And those are the things that I want to talk to you about today. In Jumpstart this year, I've encouraged sellers to choose at least one outside-the-box strategy or plan for their business. And you might choose more if you have a couple of small strategies that you want to implement. But if your outside-the-box plan this year is large, then you definitely just want to stick to one, maybe two. So here are some examples to get you thinking about what might be best for you when it comes to choosing your outside the box strategy this year. 
The first one that's been pretty popular in Facebook groups for TBT sellers is the plan to start selling resources on another marketplace other than TBT. And of course, this isn't brand new. We've talked about other platforms for years and years, but Etsy is the one platform that stands out above the rest. The pros of selling your products on Etsy is that they are equipped with a lot of seller tools and knowledge, and it seems like they are a lot more transparent with their SEO and seller tools in general. The user interface of Etsy and just the general website is a lot prettier, a lot more modern, and a lot more appealing to users, in my opinion, than TBT is. Now, the downside of choosing a marketplace like Etsy or another marketplace to sell your teacher resources is that it's still a third-party marketplace. Someone else controls it. So at the end of the day, you're still kind of committing to something that is very similar to TBT. You can't predict the future of it. It could be gone tomorrow. And it still gives us that little feeling of, ugh, I don't love this, but it's still not a terrible option. If you're interested in starting to sell on Etsy, there is an Etsy for Educators Facebook group. I'm not sure if it's accepting new members, but I know there are a good number of sellers who are exploring Etsy and have even started loading resources there. So if that's your thing, check that out. Or if you're someone who's like, yeah, right, I don't have any extra time or bandwidth to learn a new site, then you could consider posting in the TPT VA Finder group for someone to start your store for you. Because there are people out there that will upload your products, create your storefront. Of course, you have to pay them, but this is a great option if you want to do this, but it just seems like another thing that's going to take you a ton of time. The second outside the box business example I wanted to share with you today might not be outside the box for all of you. It's not for me, but it is for many, many sellers using your email list. Maybe this looks like starting an email list if you don't have one yet, or just taking advantage of the email list you do have. I hear from so many sellers that, you know, I have a list, I have subscribers, but I just don't do much with it. The great thing about using your email list as a second way to earn income and a second place to market your resources is that once you have an email list and subscribers, you own that contact info. No one's going to take it away from you. The only thing that could happen is that someone might unsubscribe. Email is also a lot more up close and personal. You get directly into their inbox and you can reach out to them as a specific customer rather than sending a blanket message with note to followers, for example. Another good thing about email list is that you control it for the most part. Yes, you're using a third-party email service provider, but you are largely in control of what you're doing, um, what it looks like, and who you are sending it to. And at the end of the day, if you decide that you don't want to use that email service provider anymore, you can download all of your contacts and take them elsewhere. The other good thing about email lists is that you can set it and forget it to a certain extent. So you can set up things like sales funnels, you can schedule emails. So if you are interested in either starting a list or maximizing the list that you do have, there are a lot of ways to automate it, which I always love. Now, the cons of using an email list as your outside the box plan is that, of course, you have to pay for an email list. So there's the price to consider, uh, the time that it takes. It's adding another layer to your business if you don't already have email in place, and also the learning curve with like the technical side of things. So all of those are important to consider. But if you are interested in setting up an email list or taking yours farther for setting up, I would definitely recommend 
Flowdesk to begin because there's a very low startup cost. ConvertKit actually has a free plan when you're just getting started. And in terms of other service providers, ActiveCampaign is the only other one that I would personally recommend based on people who I know and trust who have used it. But I've only ever personally used ConvertKit. There are also a ton of resources out there for learning how to start an email list, learning how to send emails, and learning how to automate all of those cool things that we talked about. Hey, seller friends, it's Erin. Quick question. Do you have a tendency to get burned out in your teacher business? Chances are you have a growing business, but it can feel very lonely and overwhelming. So it's hard to get motivated sometimes. Good news for you. You can put the spark back into your business today by joining Ignite, our brand new work club for teacher sellers. As a member of Ignite, you will receive monthly challenges with prizes, tools to help you work through each challenge with accountability infused throughout the entire month. Live power hour work sessions and kickoff calls are going to help keep us on track so that every month is your best month yet. Visit schoolofsellers.com slash ignite to sign up today. The third outside the box idea that I wanted to chat about today is starting your own course or membership. Now, a lot of you have probably taken courses or joined memberships as sellers, but there's still, I think, a decently small number of teachers who are creating their courses and creating their own memberships. So I think this is definitely a lucrative opportunity if this feels interesting to you. The pros of having a course or membership as your outside the box business plan is that they do have the potential to make a lot of money um, and can be pretty passive income. Most courses are designed to launch live the first few times and then can be turned to evergreen, which means that they kind of sell themselves in the background and are pretty automated for the most part. So definitely a good option for you if the idea of a course or membership is appealing. However, you have to think about the cons. There's definitely the startup expense. Course and membership platforms all charge a monthly or yearly fee. Secondly, having courses, which I can speak to personally from the School of Sellers side of things, is that launches of courses are a lot of work. Recording the course is a lot of work. Editing the course is a lot of work. And then launching the course, the marketing side of things, is a lot of work. So I would say that the time-intensive nature of courses and memberships is one of the biggest cons, especially if you're still in the classroom. You really might struggle with the time management of running a course or a membership. There's also a pretty decent learning curve to the technical side of using a platform like Kajabi or Teachable But there's also a lot of really great resources out there to learn. So I wouldn't let the learning curve and the tech side stop you. I think Kajabi is especially very user-friendly. But finally, while we're talking about cons, I think that choosing a course that doesn't have to be updated constantly would be a great way to go because updating course material to make sure that it's still current can also be really timely. Anytime there's recording involved, uh, the time factor really skyrockets. So keep that in mind if you're considering a course or membership. But like I said, it could very well make up for it in the amount of money that you're able to make. If you're interested in starting your own course or membership, like I already said, I would definitely recommend Kajabi as my number one, but you can also look into sites like Teachable and MemberPress specifically for memberships. Now, the fourth outside the box technique is one that I love, but admittedly have not used it enough in my business. In fact, I've only used it for one of my course launches in School of Sellers. And that is to use SMS messaging, which in simple terms is texting. 
you can actually create opt-ins where people will give you their phone number and then you're able to send out group text messages to anyone who is on that list. So this is obviously a really cool way to reach people. We talked about how email is you know, really up close and personal and you can get into their inboxes. Well, think about getting into someone's text inbox. That's even more up close and personal. Other than being able to text your customers, which is cool as is, um, I also think this is a cool technique to consider because it's relatively new in the TPT world. It hasn't really been widely used from what I have seen. I've seen several sellers do it and it always seems appealing to me when I see what they share. So if you try SMS messaging, I am really curious to hear how it goes. I think that the pros of SMS messaging is that it doesn't take a whole lot of time. Like I said, it's a great way to reach people and you can really stand out this way versus getting lost in a sea of Instagram posts, for example, being able to text them directly is going to kind of bump you to the front of the line. But then of course, if we're thinking about the cons of a plan like this, price is definitely something to consider. I know that the site that I used, simpletexting.com was charging about $30 a month and places like this usually charge by the message. So if you have, for example... 300 people's phone numbers on your list that you've been able to collect and you send one message to all of them. They calculate that as 300 messages. So keep that in mind when you are looking at different plans. My fifth outside the box technique that I wanted to talk to you guys about, and again, this might not be too outside the box for those brave sellers who have gone before us, but this last one is TikTok. I love myself some TikTok As a consumer, I spend way too much time on TikTok every day, and I truly, truly believe in the power of TikTok to grow a business. We've used it a lot in the school of sellers side of things, as you've probably seen if you follow us there, but it's admittedly something I have been dragging my feet on um, in my TBT business. So TikTok is one of my outside-the-box strategies that I plan on using this year. And the good things about TikTok is that compared to other social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook... The posts that you put, the videos that you post there have a pretty long shelf life. There are a lot of ways for videos to resurface even after being published for a few months that will let them keep coming back to people's For You page. So there's something about the TikTok algorithm that remembers videos and they don't just toss them aside after a few days like Instagram does. They will continuously show certain videos. So that's something to keep in mind. And TikTok is just way more widely used than it used to be. It actually is coming up on Google as being the most popular search engine. So super important to keep in mind, it's going to be a really good way for new audience members to find you. And the cost factor is minimal. It's free to get a TikTok account. I'm sure there are expenses that you incur if you are buying like filming supplies and things like that. But at the very base of things, TikTok is free and it has a lot of potential. If we're thinking about the downsides of TikTok, you have to obviously think about the time that it takes to film and edit. Um, It can be really challenging to not show your face if you are one of those people who either hate showing their face on video or you have to remain anonymous for professional reasons, then TikTok might not be for you, but you can still figure it out with a couple tweaks. There are a lot of creative ways to film without showing your face. Um, It can be kind of difficult to keep up with trends. It's definitely something you can't really set it and forget it. You can to an extent, because like I said, posts will continue to resurface, but you're definitely going to want to be publishing content pretty consistently. 
And it's also a new layer of customer service. So it's just, you're just adding one more place where people can reach you, which is great. But if we're thinking about the cons, it's also going to add to the time that you spend replying to messages, answering questions and all of that. However, on the flip side of that, um, one of the cool things that TikTok offers is that if someone asks you a question in a comment, you can respond to their comment with a video. And the video actually publishes as a brand new video on your account. So you could also take those comments and use them to your advantage. If you're interested in starting a TikTok, my advice to you is to just start. I wish I would have just started a year ago. It's really important to find an accountability group if you're planning on starting a TikTok. And we actually have a TikTok for TPT sellers Facebook group. That's a little offshoot of our School of Sellers group. And I am going to be ramping it up in the next month as Team SOS and I finally finally dive into TikTok. Some of us have dabbled. Some of us are just getting started, but we are committed to our TPT TikToks and also our School of Seller TikToks. So I'm excited to see how that goes. It's important to note though, that not every outside the box idea has to be some big, amazing thing that you do. An outside the box strategy might mean something totally different for you. Maybe outside the box this year means that you are finally going to start hiring people to help with your workload. Or maybe an outside-the-box strategy for you means that you're going to wake up and spend one hour each morning on your business before school. Or maybe your outside-the-box tactic is starting to use AI, something like Jasper, for more blog post writing. And I actually have an episode coming up on that, and I can't wait to talk to you about that. Thinking outside the box is important, not just this year, but every year. And I can't wait to hear what you choose for your outside the box strategy. If you want to share with us, you can post in the School of Sellers group. And I can't wait to hear all about the risks and the new things that you are trying outside of your comfort zone to make sure that your business in 2023 doesn't remain stagnant. Remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. Thanks for listening, friends.